0: Beautiful entrepreneur friends. Uh, today I want to chat with you about something I'm struggling with. Like this show is about my journey. And I I have to do some difficult things, and I need to talk myself through it. And I'm gonna share with you all aspects. And again, if I can save one entrepreneur from a mistake I've made, I I'm Doing what I'm supposed to be doing here. So, a few months ago, when we started Workify, I, I priced, I priced our services too low. Is essentially the fact of the matter, right? I didn't know everything that was involved in running an international <laughs> virtual assistant business. I kind of understood. I understand numbers and stuff, but when I couldn't factor in the surprises, it made it really difficult. And the position I'm in right now is I'm underpriced, and I'm subsidizing the business. And I've come to the decision, this is the way I'm going to handle it, I'm going to have to raise the prices. And I'm going to have to raise the prices for new clients, and I'm going to have to raise the prices for existing clients. And what I've decided, well, well, first let me tell you some of the variables that I didn't factor in, okay? So I didn't factor in the value of a dollar. And by that I mean if I'm paying a VA $3 an hour and charging a client $5 an hour, there's a $2 an hour um, gross profit, not bottom line profit, but, but gross profit. And out of that $2 an hour, in theory, me and the other owner should get paid, and we're not, there's the processes that we have to pay people that I've been supporting (laughs) out of my pocket, because first let me tell you that, that $2 an hour, once we add in the fees to move the money from the client to me and from me to the Philippines, for example, there's the fees of the conversion rate, there's the fees from moving, and then there's the fees of me doing this on my credit card because I don't have the cash flow because we didn't set up the accounting right and I was paying the VAs before I was collecting money from the clients. We also haven't been, we didn't incorporate any late fees for to help compensate for this. So we're fixing all the things, right? Like obviously we don't want to just spend money to spend money. I didn't take into account... For example, like this has to do more with scale. But even the things in the background, like I did a show about talking about my legal and my accounting services, like the company should be paying for that, not Bobby as a person. So those aren't factored in. My time, like I said, has not been factored in. I have quarterly meetings with my team. I have to pay for that. I have to pay for the Zoom subscription that accommodates having my whole team on. I have to pay for the training of the team that we're doing behind to make sure we're delivering services. So, like, there's a lot of costs that some I knew about and some I didn't, but the rates aren't covering it. And what we had done was we developed three different price points for our clients and essentially the more skilled ones, we were trying to hire people at close to the same rates as the the less skilled tasks, and thought we would make enough margin from that to compensate for the like the low-end offer was the loss leader. Well, everybody's taking the loss leader, right? So it's not sustainable, and I can't do it. And what I'm going to have to do, this is the way I've decided, is I'm going to share what I just shared with you guys, that like literally my company won't exist if I don't do something about it. And I'm going to incorporate a new cost structure for all new clients. And I have to raise the prices on my existing clients. So what I want to talk about is how I'm going to handle that. And I don't know if if this is a good way to handle it or not. So that's why I'm talking through it. It's the best way that I came up with at this moment. So I think I'm going to make a video explaining because I don't think that talking about this in an in email is appropriate. I mean, I have to talk about it. Um, ideally, I'd lo- I'd much rather talk to all the clients out loud, but it, again, that's not an efficient use of time, right? And, and mostly more their time because I did ask for conversations with them and nobody's gotten back to have, you know, like a an appointment to talk about what's going well and what isn't because I want to learn. I want to be the best VA... Company we can possibly be there 's a lot of competition out there, I get that, but I want to do the things that make us special, like I buy trainings from all these gurus, and my team has access to the trainings so that they understand what if it 's a client from my KBB community, they can go and understand what the client learned from KBB so they can help them execute. We do a lot of collaboration behind the scenes if someone doesn 't have a skill set or maybe even with creative. They're talking to other VAs about that. Again, I'm paying for that. So we don't go in business so that we can just spend all the money to support the client's adventures, right? So it makes sense that I have to make a move on this. And um, so what I'm going to do is I think that this is the fairest deal I can make, but I'm going to make a video. I'm going to explain what's going on. And maybe I'm just reassuring myself right now telling you because I'm still a human. It's still a difficult situation to be in. But I'm going to explain the truth. And as entrepreneurs, I think they'll understand. And hopefully they can actually take some of the learning from me about this when they're pricing their programs and their offers. But I'm going to share the problem. um, And then for a solution, um, I've come up with a break-even pricing to raise the existing clients to, and then profit pricing for the following ones, so that hopefully someday Anna and I can draw a salary. And I'm going to commit to not drawing a salary and taking a salary from the VA services for all of 2021. Like that's the best commitment I can make and that's the fairest that I can make. And if I, here, here's here's the part of it, right? Like I don't want to lose clients, but I can't keep them if it's not sustainable. So I'm hoping that they understand. And I enjoy the clients. Like a lot of them are my friends, which also makes it very difficult. And by friends, I mean we're in subgroups of the big groups a lot of times, right? Because they they need the help. And I guess as if they're really my friends, they're going to understand this from both a business and from a personal level. So I'm I'm, I'm stressing about this. It's heavy on my heart today, and um you know it's it, i don't know how much resistance it'll be met with maybe i'm making it worse in my head but i also don't want to hurt the business owners right like they don't they're a lot of them are just starting up as well and don't have the steady income so um but they're going to have to make those decisions too of of what the value of their time is it still makes sense to outsource so that we can move on the bigger projects and the things that we need to show up for, whether it's learning or our products or our coaching or, or whatever the thing is, our time is better spent on trying to get revenue and earn revenue than it is on doing tasks that are what I decided are delegatable or what the entrepreneur decides is delegatable. Um, I'm kind of being a little silly because I don't know if delegatable's in the dictionary, like spell check, and all the programs, you know, always underline it in red. But I think that's really the best way to define these tasks. And I came up with that term in my floral career when I was, you know, when you have floral designers and it's Valentine's Day and you're doing 20 times the business, 10 times the business of a normal week, you need the designers to design because that's where the money is. And the delegatable tasks are the things you can teach someone or, You know, a skill that you can teach someone to prepare for the week or two weeks that you need them in a shorter time frame. So those become delegatable tasks. Like you might take a cashier to run the register. Examples like that. So I think delegatable should be a word if it isn't already. So, yeah, so this is the preliminary thinking on this. I'm about to jump on a call with my partner and talk to her about it. And, um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at, unfortunately. And, um, you know, keep your fingers crossed. I mean, our pricing is still going to be fair. I, I definitely, over the last couple months of looking through this, I know where the market is. Yeah, there's the $3 an hour VAs that people can hire, 100%. And if they're skilled enough to interview and hire the right people and a good enough communicator to, you know, execute what needs to be delegated, without costly mistakes and whatever yeah you know I encourage that I want I want everybody to be successful so go directly to the source if you have that skill set if you don't have that skill set then you have choices in the market and you know VA's services can start as low as six dollars and go as high as you know 15 depending on what organization like I I literally, to be honest, I'm hiring another VA service so that I can learn more about how they do things. And their monthly rate is almost double what we're charging our customers. And they have different systems and they charge for setup fees and they do things, you know, like they have their systems. So I want to learn so I could be as good as they are. And they've been around 11 years. So I want to be around 11 years plus as well. So it's just one of those tough decision days and I think that as entrepreneurs, we're going to all have them. I think it's important that we're decisive. We take action. We're honest. We communicate clearly. Like, those are, those are my values, and that's what I'm going to do. And um, it'll work out the way it's supposed to work out. But if I keep going the way I am, there'll be no more work if I. And that's a tough pill for me to swallow, I'm, um, of course, a little embarrassed, right? Because as someone who really understands financials as far as profitability and all the things, um, I'm a little disappointed in myself that I didn't set this up better from the beginning, but I also need to give myself some grace, right? That's where my the recovering entrepreneur, because I'm, re- I'm recovering and I need, and, and part of that is my skill set, and instead of beating myself up. And taking lumps and spitting into like depressed or not taking action or all the things. This is where my recovery stuff comes in handy because I understand that I need to allow myself some forgiveness in this situation. So that's that's where I'm at. And uh, I appreciate you letting me talk through it because it's, it's really creating a knot in my stomach. And I need to get through this and get over the stress of it rather quickly. So thanks for tuning in, guys. I appreciate you. I will talk to you on my next little learning tidbit I can share.